Hello and welcome to Online Marketing Basics for Small Business Owners with me, Remy from Remio Digital. It's a pleasure to have you here, guys. So before we get into today's episode, which is all about how to sell online, I wanted to tell you about all the free resources that are available on my website. If you want to go and check it out, go to tinyurl.com forward slash Digital, and that's Remy with an I, not a Y. On my website, you'll be pleased to know that there are tons of free resources waiting for you if you are a startup business owner, if you are thinking about starting your own business, or if you've recently launched a business, feel free to go to the website and get some of these really useful tools. There is, I'm just looking on the website as I speak to you, there is a small business startup checklist that is there for you to use for free. There's a template to help you define what your business is and your business goals. There's tons of mindset uh, tips and advice for startup business owners. And also in the resources area, which um, is for social media, there are tons of Instagram caption ideas for you to use. There's a daily checklist for your social media. There's even a free 30 day calendar in there, guys. Um, so go on over to my website, which I'll give you the address again, which is tinyurl.com forward slash Remio Digital. And I will put that link into the show notes of this episode so that you can easily click and go and check it out. Hello guys and welcome to another episode. Today we are talking about how to sell online. And I wanted to share with you um, my five ways of selling online and I hope that they will be useful to you. Now we know that selling online is not easy. Well it can be for some but for most people selling online is not an easy thing to do and often it's easier to convince people to um, buy from you when it's in a face-to-face setting or if somebody walks into a shop it's often easier to convert somebody right and it's a lot easier than converting a complete stranger who's on the internet, who doesn't know you and might not trust you. So what it means is if you are launching an online business or if you are launching a business where you're going to be selling online, you kind of have to learn the ways to sell online. And ultimately that boils down to convincing people to get to know you, get to like you, get to trust you, and then they'll part with their money. Uh, and buy from you. That's the goal that most people are trying to get to when they are selling online. So my process involves five things that you really need to nail. So let me just add that there. There we go. So um, the first thing, well, actually, I'm just going to tell you what the five things are, and then we're going to go through each of the five things individually, and I'm going to explain them to you. So number one is that you have to choose the right niche. You have to know what niche your business is going to sit within. The second thing you need to do is to choose the right product. The third thing you need to do is choose the right audience. And the fourth thing you need to do is establish familiarity. That's the know, like and trust I was just talking about. And then the fifth thing, which I think is the secret sauce to all of this, selling online malarkey is you have to be able to sell without selling 
There you go. There's your five. There's Remy's recipe for you. <laughs> you got to choose the right niche, choose the right product. You got to choose the right audience. You've got to establish familiarity and then you have to sell without selling. Boom. Sounds easy, right? Well, it's not. So <laughs> let's start with number one. So number one thing that you need to do is you need to find the right niche. Now, choosing the right niche is basically where it all begins. Everything starts from where you are going to identify yourself as or put yourself into. This is where everything begins is the niche. And what you want to do is when you're choosing a niche is you want to try a niche that isn't too competitive so that the market isn't too swamped. But you need to find a niche where there is still a bit of traction so that you can earn money and grow a profitable business. So it can't be too busy, but it can't be too small. Okay, so you kind of have to find that that in-between sweet spot when you are picking a niche. So to give you an example... I am a social media coach and I'm a business coach. Now, there are hundreds and thousands of social media coaches and, you know, life coaches and business coaches and all of that. So what I've had to do is pick a niche. So I originally came out and I was just doing social media services for everyone and I got no traction. So I niched down and then I started using my SEO skills and I was I chose a niche group of people which was therapists and I started working doing lots of SEO and social media training and done for you services with uh, a therapist because that was my niche and I got some traction because I'd niched down. Um, I've now sort of niched again. I've, I've kind of pivoted. And I am now working with women who are growing or launching or starting a new business and need, you know, a business coach and a social media coach to help them grow their business online and teach them how to find customers online so that they can sell more products, right? That is how you niche down. You you have your top level um uh, sort of broad category of market and then you niche down into a subsection or a sub subsection that is not too competitive but does have some traction and I found that changing my niche I found a lot more traction I'm getting a lot more work and a lot more business because I'm being more specific about who I help and who I serve versus being a generalist so if you are in that section or your idea for your business is in a in a section where it's really general and it's really vague and it's kind of top level start to think about niching down and you don't have to go sub level or sub 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 level you can maybe go two sub levels down to um, a niche that sits comfortably with you and so there's not too much competition and um, you know, you can still make money. So an, another example of this might be a photographer. If you just came out and said, I am a photographer, that's a really broad um, top level of a niche. But if you went down a sub level, you might describe yourself as a wedding photographer. So you've gone down a step from being really broad to now specific, being specific about who you work with. So I only do weddings or I only do baby photography. Or, you know, I only do portraits. So that is what a niche is. And then you can still niche down further from that. You know, a wedding photographer, which is still really broad because there's still, still quite a big competitive market. There's still tons of wedding photographers. But if you niche down again, if you went a sub-level down again, you could call yourself a wedding photographer that only does 
you know, same-sex weddings. That's that's a niche, you know. Um, or if you were a wedding photographer who only did, um, I don't know, Indian weddings or African weddings or whatever it is, right? It's about finding the niche that sits with you, that works with you, and is something that you enjoy doing. That's that's the key. Don't pick a niche where you just think, oh, I could just do that. Pick a niche that resonates with you, that you would enjoy doing and that, you know, brings you a bit of joy. So me, uh, I could have chose many things as a social media coach. I could have helped small businesses. I could have helped corporates. I could have um, I could have specialized in helping um, beauty salons or barbershops or, you know, the building industry. And I found the niche that works for me, which is business development. I absolutely love and enjoy and get so passionate about and really excited about growing businesses, whether that's my own business or helping other people build their businesses. That's what I get excited about. So that's the right niche for me. So you have to pick the right niche for you. And it's not going to be easy right? Because there are hundreds of niches and sub niches and each, each niche is, um, it's kind of unique, you know, they all have their own pros and their cons and you don't really have the time to study the pros and cons of every single sub niche, right? But start with identifying the things that you are interested in and the things that you are passionate about and then search those niches for the things that are closest to, to what you resonate with. And then all you do is just narrow it down from there. You find ones that are profitable, but they're not too competitive. So a niche where you can make money, but it's not swamped yet. All right. So if you get this right, then most of the battle of selling online is going to be pretty much solved. Um, But if you miss the mark with this, if you get the wrong niche, then you might have to start all over again because it might not work. You might pick the wrong niche like I did in the beginning. And then what you have to do, you have to make a pivot. So that's step one. Now we're going to move on to step two. So step two of Remy's recipe for success. There we go. That kind of rolls off the tongue, doesn't it? Um, (laughs) Is to find the right product. Right. So you found your niche. You've chosen your niche. Excellent. Well done. Give yourself a high five. Now you have to find the right product to sell. Now, you might have multiple products to sell, right? And there are going to be maybe dozens or hundreds or thousands of products that you could sell. Okay, maybe not thousands, but you might have a multitude of different products that your business sells, right? So I don't know if you're in beauty, it might be that you sell a lipstick, an eyeliner, a blusher, whatever, you know, foundation. So you might have more than one thing to sell. So I always suggest when I'm working with clients is that they just pick one to begin with, right? Just pick one out of your range that you want to shine a light on. And it's generally the product that is most profitable for you. The thing that really sells well, the thing that you know people want, and the thing that hopefully nobody else is selling or not many people are selling because you will then be unique in the market and you will be able to sell a lot easier because it's always easier to sell products that are you know new or they're unique or they're exciting um, that nobody else has yet right but if you don't have something that's new or different or unique that's fine too just pick the thing 
that will be most prof- most profitable for you, right? So as an example, I, as a social media coach and as an SEO coach and as a business coach, right, I could launch loads of different products. I could teach people how to use Facebook. I could teach people how to use Instagram to uh, grow their business. I could teach people how to make YouTube videos um, for their business. I could teach people how to grow their business from start to finish. I can even just sit down and show you how to build a website. I could build an app for you, right? Because I have those skills. Sorry, that that sounded really braggy and it didn't mean to be. Um, But those are my skills, right? Because I am my brand and I sell my services, I could do all of those things. But if I put all of those things on my website or on my table, it becomes really overwhelming for people to kind of identify with me what they might want to use me for. Because they might go, oh, Remy can build me websites. But, you know, over here, there's another coach who just specializes in just doing that. Or Remy could teach me how to do Instagram, but she can also do all of these other things. Whereas there's another coach over here who lives and breathes Instagram 24-7 all day, every day, and they don't do anything else, right? So I have all of these products that I could, in theory, sell. But what the right decision is, is choosing one thing and mastering that one thing that I do really well, which I believe is um, teaching people how to go from idea to launch, to grow a business, to launch a business, right? That's my strongest skill set because I've done it myself over and over again with my own businesses and I've done it over and over again with people that I've worked with it is the thing that I enjoy the most so that is the right product for me can I teach you SEO absolutely can I show you how to build a website yes I can but that they're all kind of peripheral things they're all they're all the skills I have but they're not the right product for me because I don't get that excited about them. Yes, I can teach you SEO. Yes, I can teach you how to use Facebook and Facebook stories and Instagram stories and how to grow a thriving Facebook group. I can do all of that. But do I get excited about it? Not so much. I can do it, but I don't get excited about it. So the reason I'm telling you this is it's up to you to choose the right product from your arsenal, from your product base right if you are a coach or if you offer a service pick the thing that you enjoy doing the most you know if I was a beauty salon owner um I might really enjoy doing um massages right over doing foot pedicures now foot pedicures might be on my menu of services that I offer But what I would lead with is that I am the badass masseuse in my town and you should come and book with me because massage is the thing that I get really, really excited about. So always lead with the product that you are most passionate about because people, once they're in your ecosystem, once they're in your world, on your website or on your landing page, they will start to see all of the other things that you do, but lead with the product that is most profitable and the product that you really enjoy selling. Because then it's not like selling, it's just talking about something you're really excited about so that was step number two choosing the right product (laughs) 
So step three on Remy's recipe is um, choosing the right audience. <laughs> now, this is really important, guys. So much so that next week, Tuesday, I am doing inside of my Facebook group, which is called Online Marketing Basics. Feel free to hunt me out on Facebook, Remyo Digital, and then you, it will lead you to my group if you want to come and join Inside my group next week, Tuesday, I do, well, I do masterclass every Tuesday, but next week's Tuesday is all about this, which is the ideal client or your ideal sort of customer and identifying who your right audience is. I think this is critical. I think this is one of the most important steps that any small business owner should take most seriously before they even launch. They should know who their audience is or who their ideal customer is. And when we talk about things like audience, what I'm talking about is the people or the traffic that you are going to drive to your website or to your landing page or to your shop, right? You have to get this nailed. And when I say who is your audience? I don't mean, or I don't expect an answer from you that would be, well, you know, Rem, my audience is going to be 25 to 50 year olds, you know, who um, live in the United Kingdom and um, they, uh, they have a job. Like that is vague upon vague upon vague. I mean, when I do ICAs or when I do ideal client avatars with clients we literally talk about everything where this what this person's name is how old they are not an age range but their exact age where they live what their job is what their partner's job in job is do they have children do they not have children do they have a car what type of car what type of salary they earn um you know where do they like to shop you know are they a little shopper or are they a, a waitrose shopper because all of these nuances, all of these fine details that I make my clients pull out, literally pull out from their soul about this person that they're trying to reach is so important. It defines everything about how you find your audience and how you drive traffic, right? Because when you know clearly who you are speaking to, it will determine what type of um, content you create. It determines what platforms you will show up on. Because if we know the demographical information, demographical, is that even a word? When we know, <laughs> when we know the demographics of the person you are trying to reach, it tells us so much more about when that person is more than likely going to be online it tells us more than likely what type of platform they're going to be on. So if you are somebody who is comfortable with using Facebook and marketing on Facebook, but your ideal customer or your audience actually are all over sitting on Instagram, then it would make sense that you very quickly upskill and learn about how to use Instagram to promote your business, because then you'll be showing up in front of your right audience. Okay. And this is why I go so hard um, when it comes to talking about understanding who our audience is and understanding who our client is, because so often when I'm talking to people or when I'm running my business challenges and the feedback people are giving me, they often find, oh, shucks, I've been spending all my time on this platform 
And I'm wondering why I'm not getting any likes, I'm not getting any shares, I'm not getting any comments, and I'm not getting any sales. Because ding dong, they have their light bulb aha moment and they realise that their audience is sat on another platform. So this is why, this is why the fundamentals and the groundwork is really important that we find out who the right audience is, um, who the ideal customer is, and so that you end up maximising the amount of time that you're spending on social media and you are making sure that your, your content, your marketing, your strategy are on specific platforms that then lead to generating more traffic coming into your website, to your store or your landing page. So, I mean, I could go about bloody finding the right audience for days. But what I think I'm going to do is I'm going to leave it there for step three. And once I've gone and done my masterclass next week, Tuesday, I will share that masterclass in next week's podcast for you guys about how to find the right audience and how to identify who your ideal client avatar is. So we'll leave step number three there and we will jump over to step number four. Step four is know, like and trust and essentially establishing familiarity. Now, this is where things get really interesting, okay, because what tends to happen is people decide they're going to start a business and they throw up a Facebook business page and they just poof, appear into the world and expect to magically start selling. And what happens is very quickly you find out it doesn't work like that. (laughs) And um, the truth of, of selling online is that people have to trust you, they have to like you, and they have to know you, right? Which means you kind of have to establish familiarity, you have to build rapport, you have to be showing up a lot. Now, you can show up in many different ways. You can show up by posting quote images, if you like. You can show up um, on your blogs. You can show up by making videos or posting pictures of yourself on platforms like on Instagram, right? Whatever you choose, whichever is, or podcasts, podcasts are another way, whatever you choose, Um, as your way of establishing familiarity. And what I mean by that is the way that you are most comfortable. Some people are terrible at writing um, or suffer from dyslexia and cannot, you know, well, they can, they can create content, but it will take them a hell of a long time to create it. So they prefer to just do video. So they will show up in a live format or pre-recorded videos, or you might see them on stories um, because that's easier for them. And there are some people who absolutely hate their face or their voice, so they won't do video or they won't do podcast, but they will happily sit there and write, you know, long blog pieces for their Instagram or for their um, Facebook posts and all that sort of stuff, right? The main thing is it doesn't matter really. It doesn't matter which of those is better for you, but choose one and do it regularly. Um, because what you can't do is you can't set up a shop front and just magically expect people to start buying from you and that sales are just going to start pouring in. You have to, um, make yourself be known. And that means every day showing up, creating content, putting content out, as your business, as your brand, and communicating and contributing. So 
that people become familiar with seeing you. So you'll probably see on my Facebook page, I show up every day. I'm in my group every day and um, I'm teaching at least two times a week. And that works. It creates familiarity. People start to like me and know me and trust me. So when it comes time to pitching and selling, I have a warmed up audience who would be interested in my products because they've got to know me. Right. And that's not being devious or conniving. It's just about relationship building. And that is what social media is for. It's about being social. It's about creating these relationships with people. And it's something we all have to do as small business owners, right? So some of the ways you can also do that is if you join um, Facebook groups, as an example, then you can go into those groups and you can contribute to the group. You can add comments in there. You can like posts. You can love heart posts. And all the time that you are doing these things and you're making your own posts, your own contributions, what you are doing is exposing yourself not in a, you know, a flasher type of way, but you're exposing yourself to this market, to this group, to this audience and saying, I'm here, guys, this is, I'm showing you my knowledge. I'm talking on this. I'm sharing this, right? And what that does is it allows you to be seen, to be heard. And more often than not, what happens is people will click, once you've liked a post or you've hearted a post, they get a notification that you have liked or you've you've loved or you've given them some feedback. And nine out of 10 times, what that person will do is they will then go and click on your profile to see who you are. Because we're all nosy little creatures and we all do it. And so what then becomes really important, and I'm slightly going off topic here, is about optimizing your personal page and optimizing your business page so that the very first time you go and like a post or you interact with somebody else's comments or or their post or you've created your own post you know that as soon as that person clicks on your name that what will pop up will be I suppose the start of your funnel if you want to call it that where they the minute they click so I'll just use me as an example if you go and click on my personal page You'll see a picture of me clearly so you can see my face and know who I am. But behind me on my um, cover photo, there is a very obvious banner. So it's not a picture of me and my daughter running on the beach like it used to be. It's now a picture that says what I do, a social media coach, you know, entrepreneurship and business development. And, And if you click on that header and I invite people to click on it. You click on that header, then inside of there, there are links to my business page, to my Facebook group and to my website. So that all comes from me simply clicking like on someone's comment or hearting on someone's comment. And and, and I'm quite particular about this. If I am going to like someone's comment or respond to somebody's comments, it's going to be someone who I've already identified as being part of my audience, what we talked about in step three. So my ideal customer, I know who my ideal customer is. So if I'm inside of Facebook groups where my ideal customers are already members of, then by me liking, commenting, engaging with those people, I know at some point they're going to go click on my name and go, who is this Remy chick? Who is she? And the minute they they click on my my personal name and go check out my personal page, I know 100% they're going to click on that banner 
100%. And the minute they click on that banner, they are then going to go check out my website because we're nosy, as I've said. They're either going to go look at my Facebook business page, see what I'm talking about, see if I am somebody that they like, and they can either then choose to like and follow me, right? So that's how I establish my familiarity. Um, well, that's just one of the ways I establish my familiarity. But <clears throat> You have to become good at this. You have to become good at engaging in a way that drives people to come and check out what it is you do, as well as regularly posting your own content, as well as, you know, hopping across to different um, social media platforms and doing the same thing over and over again, um, engaging and establishing who you are and creating familiarity for people. So that the more they see you, the more they get to know you, they become more familiar with you. They start to like you. They start to trust you and they feel like they know you. And that means when it comes time to selling your products, they will have less hesitation than if you were to just, you know, cold call them. Who hates cold calls? I hate cold calls when people just ring you up and they don't know anything about you and they try and sell to you. And you're just like, go away. I hate you. I know you're doing a job, but I hate you. Go away. And that's what we don't want to be in a position of spamming people on Facebook and saying, buy my product, buy my service, da, 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 da. and they don't know you. Like all that will result in is a block and a delete and a mute. You know, you'll off put people. So we are continuously establishing familiarity, continuously trying to get people to know, like, and trust us. So that is step four. It's really important that you don't miss that step. You could throw up a business page. You could throw up a Facebook shop. You could throw up an Etsy shop. And no, people are not just going to show up. And if you try to sell, cold sell, without warming people up, you will put people off and you will lose customers for life rather than spending time every day just building those relationships, showing up, showing your face, you know, showing your knowledge. So that's how we establish familiarity. And that, my guys was a little bit of a rant, I do apologise, and that was your step four. So, the final step, guys, step number five, selling without selling, or sell without selling, whichever way that works. Um, this is basically, it's an art form of its own, and... Um, <laughs> Yeah, it's it's a really hard thing to try and describe to you guys. So I'm going to try my best to try to make it make sense. Now, most business owners, most small business owners don't realize that most of the people who are online, they're not really, they're not purposefully online just to buy stuff, <laughs> right? So most of the people that are online are not online looking to buy stuff. That's just the truth and the reality of it. Most people are online because they kind of want to be entertained or because they're bored. They're looking for something fun to do. They're just, you know, flicking through social media, seeing what's going on in the world. Um, or they're interacting with their friends and their family. Or they are, you know, they're trying to sell stuff. Or they're trying to do some research. Or they're trying to find a job. But most of the time, they're not online to buy, right? So you really have to be able to interrupt that process, right, of people just scrolling and flicking sort of endlessly. You have to interrupt that 
And when you interrupt that, you have to interrupt it in a way that says, hey, guys, take your eyes off of this really entertaining stuff and come over here and see what I'm selling. So in order to do that, you have to kind of master these skills of being able to sell without selling, to be entertaining, to be interesting, to be able to hold people's attention. You know, attention is short on the internet. People have short bloody attention spans. That's why, that's why apps like TikTok are just killing it right now because you're getting these 20 second bites of entertainment, which people love and why things like stories are only sort of 15, 20 seconds long because people want stuff in short, sharp, entertaining, bite-sized chunks, right? This is the world we live in, in 2020. So if you're trying to interrupt what's what people are naturally doing online with really boring, uninteresting stuff, you will understand why your stuff doesn't sell because you are either blabbering on too long or you're not really interesting or what you're selling is not interesting or entertaining or what you're not making enough of an impact to to um you know hold somebody's attention to buy from you so we need to learn how to sell without selling <laughs> so um So just some examples of that, rather than just putting up posts that say, you know, buy now or sale starts on Monday or 50% off, you know, nothing I hate more than going onto people's pages who constantly have 50% off, 40% off, 60% off, like just selling, selling, selling. It's so bland. It's uninteresting. It it literally like you could give me 90% off and I would be bored to tears. So I still probably wouldn't even buy from you. You have to start thinking about language that resonates and language that um, connects with people. Sorry, I just had a call coming in. And I didn't turn my notifications off. Um, (laughs) So things like, so instead of saying to somebody on a post, buy now, you might say things like, oh, well, I recommend this product for anyone who wants to find X, Y, and Z without spending a fortune, right? So it's about using language that's more interesting than just sale, buy now, you know, special offer. It's about really thinking about using words in a way that engages people and is less off-putting. The the secret is to sell without selling. So that means you can talk about your, let's say you've got a product, you know, let's say I am selling a new hair, hair dryer. I don't know where that came from. But let's say I'm selling a hair dryer, right? I could just keep posting pictures on my Facebook and my Instagram of my hair dryer saying new hair dryer, $49.99. Buy now, right? That's selling. That's boring. And nobody's interested in that. But if I started showing videos of people using my hair dryer and maybe my unique selling point is that um, my hair dryer will um, dry your hair faster than, you know, another hairdryer. I couldn't think of any brands of hairdryer then, but another, another hairdryer. So my, my hairdryer 
is amazing because it will dry your whole head in under 60 seconds where every other hairdryer on the market takes between three to five minutes, right? That is interesting. And then I see a video of somebody with wet hair, blow dry their hair in, you know, 59 seconds. Now you've got me hooked. Now I'm interested. So it's about finding ways to sell that are not just saying buy now, you know, purchase here, visit my website to buy. These are all selling tactics that truthfully, nobody has time for anymore. I mean, nobody really, people switch off and they disengage and they're not interested, but show somebody a video of how your product can, you know, save them time or improve their life, then, um, then you are selling without selling, you know, so you're showing the, the benefits and the, the wonderful features of your product, um, in a way that allows people to connect and in a way that people like to see it. And just on that note, people like video way more than they like pictures and words. Okay. So, if you take anything away from this podcast is that videos, people engage way more with videos than they do um, with looking at pictures or reading words on blogs. So if you can make videos, make videos, Um, you know, show your product in a way that people will watch and will understand and will connect with. And the more you do that over and over, over, people will do what we mentioned in step four, know, like, and trust you. And they then have less reservations about buying from you because you're continuously showing them videos or pictures of, or you're going to have testimonials from people talking about, you know, video testimonials, are powerful of people talking about your product or your service and how it's impacted their life or how it's transformed their life or how it's all of these things, guys. Um, so look, I've spit my words out now. Um, really try to sell without selling, without being a pushy car salesman or a pushy insurance person, right? Try and sell in a way that's natural and comfortable. And I don't know about you, but I, I'm not very good at selling. I am, um, I'm terrible at asking for money. I am terrible because I, in my head, I have these kind of cheesy salesman kind of stereotypes that are stuck in my head. And I always feel like I'm, I'm entering into the cheesy category. And the easiest way <laughs> to not feel like a cheesy salesman is to sell without selling. So just talk about your features and your, your benefits of your product or your service. So I do that. I talk about the, the benefits and the rewards of what I do versus come and book with me, you know, call me now, go to my website, buy my package, buy my digital, like, no, nobody wants to, to be that horrible salesman, so, so there you go, that's my fifth and final step of how to sell online, is to sell without selling. So that's it guys, we are at the end of this week's um, podcast episode, I hope you liked it, um, I did get a bit ranty in some places, so I apologise about that, but as I've said to you before, this is my passion guys, this is what gets me fired up, so 
I hope you had some useful takeaways inside the podcast this week. Um, And if you liked it, I would love, 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 love for you to go and leave me a testimonial um, or some feedback on this. You know, find my uh, business page, um, which is Remio Digital on Facebook and on Instagram and leave me some feedback. That'd be amazing. Or on the podcast itself, you can leave reviews. I would love to hear your feedback. And also, guys, feel free to send me a DM anytime you want and just give me some give me some feedback on this podcast. And if it's working for you, if it's not working for you, it's all good. And again, before we leave, I'm going to leave you with my website address one last time so you can go and check out all the freebies that I've created for you guys. Go to tiny, T-I-N-Y, U-R-L, U-R-L, that's not right, is it? U-R-L, tinyurl.com forward slash Remio Digital, and that's R-E-M-I-O-D-I-G-I-T-A-L, Remio Digital, coming at you. Have a great week, guys. Bye-bye.